Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 103. The real imposter syndrome is not being who you were meant to be is not being who you were meant to be. So I, I flipped the switch on this one. And what do I mean by that? You hear, you've, you've inevitably heard the term imposter syndrome at some point. Uh, by definition, it's a psychological pattern in which individuals doubt their skills, talents, or accomplishments and have a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a quote unquote fraud or not good enough, right? And what I noticed uh, and it, it, I've actually noticed this several times, including a, a talk, which I'll re-reference because I think I brought this up before on another podcast, but is that imposter syndrome, a lot of times people think imposter syndrome is uh, being something they're not, right? They're worried about being something they're not. I say it's not being something you really are. So here's what I mean by that. I'll give you a perfect example. And we've all gone through this I, and I can prove it. And I'll show you with, with uh, examples of both me and then other people. And, and so with, I was giving a talk earlier this year. So I had a conference uh, that I was asked to speak at. And I was going around the room and uh, put several people on the hot seat. And I was talking about the concept of the niche is you. And um, the reason I was asked to speak about the niche is you as a, as a, as a construct, as a, as a concept, which is that... Um, a lot of these uh, business owners uh, do content online. And I, I was talking about how we are allowed to be more than one thing. We are more than one thing. And that you should talk about all of the things because we're a breadth of knowledge and interests and ideas. And we can have multiple lanes, multiple things within our lane, I should say, really, right? And uh, so one of the individuals was talking about, I, I put one person on the hot seat, uh, heavily involved in the real estate industry for many, many, many years, absolutely loves children's education, has higher, has higher education credentials for children's education, I believe as well too, and yet doesn't speak on children's education at all, but wants to more, but was worried because it's outside the scope of real estate and it's not exactly a, a profession she is necessarily working in is a passion, wants to talk about it. And I said, why don't you talk about it? She said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not technically in that industry. I said, why do you love it so much? And even with your credentials and whatnot, and she said, well, I can see that I would want the, the curriculums to change this way. I see that it needs a drastic overhaul. Like this person was very passionate about children's education. And I get it. Real estate was a route for financial gain and other things. And I, I don't actually know, you know, her story behind going that route, but you know, it's different than what even her, uh, her education was and higher education. Right. And I said, okay, so you're worried about talking about things that you're not necessarily involved in per se, but you're very passionate about. And it was basically more or less. Yes. And I said, the funny thing is, is that I don't think it's something you're not. I think it's something you are. And you're upset that you're not actually talking about it more. I was like, I think that's actually what's really happening. I said, 
it's when we're not actively engaged in the things that we actually know we should be doing, the resistance actually kicks in. And I feel like instead we do the opposite. And then we tell ourselves, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm not, you know, I'm not involved in, in that area enough. I'm, I'm not in that industry. I'm not this. I'm not that. You know, I don't have these credentials. I don't have this proof. I don't have this validation. I haven't been accepted. I haven't been whatever. And we make up a whole other story. Use a resistance when I say it's actually the opposite. Our soul knows that we're not in the game or we're not doing it enough or that we should be doing it more. And I feel like that's really what imposter syndrome can tell us. Like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I should be doing this more. Maybe I should be talking about this more. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you should. We've all done this. I, 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 you know, there have been times the comparison game is real. That can happen, right? Comparison. In fact, I actually looked up several reasons why people uh, struggle with imposter syndrome. One of the uh, points in the research I found was comparison with others. In today's digital age, it's easy to compare oneself with others, especially on social media. Seeing others' accomplishments, quote unquote, if to use that sometimes loosely, you don't know everybody's real situation, can lead to feelings of inadequacy or imposterism, right? Or like you're not doing enough. And so, um, you know, I can think uh, early on, especially in the, you know, the, the content game and like some of the things that I was talking about, I would see people who, you know, had developed a pretty sizable audience and um you know they were talking about some things and i was like yeah you know that's good but there's like so much more you could be talking about with that they're not talking about this and it's like you start to compare and um and you think like you know um i could be you know why aren't they talking about this why aren't they talking about that like i started first of all we we need to put our blinders on we have to wish everybody well everybody gets to however they get to you know comparing yourself and criticizing and thinking what anybody else should be or shouldn't be that shouldn't be in our purview that's not how that's not how we should we should we should flow that's not how we should build but it was a signal to me of like it's funny i'm worried about what they're not saying because i know i would say something else but i'm not in the game saying it either the imposter syndrome i was having was that knowing that i could be doing this i should be doing this but i'm not because I am it and I'm not doing it and that's affecting me, right? So something to think about. So I don't think it's that you're worried about being something you're not. I think it's that you're worried about, you know, not doing something you really are. See, I, I knew I wasn't doing something. I knew it and I, and I knew that I was actually really that thing and that affected me, right? Um, another example, and then I'll, I'll move on to um, you know, some of these bullet points, uh, in my research that I found, uh, another point that, you know, I, I coached somebody, this is probably about eight years ago, eight, nine years ago, I was coaching somebody who uh, was building a business, uh, and had a yoga, yoga certification. I think it was like two or 400 hours or something, like 200 or 400 hours. And I think I might've brought this point up as well on another podcast, but it was that, um, she was worried that she didn't have enough credentials to teach. And I asked her, I said, the people who come to you, do they teach? And she was like, well, no. I'm like, do they know yoga? And she's like, well, no. And I'm like, but you do. And she's like, well, I'm still learning. I'm like, but you took several hundred hours of training. She goes, well, yeah. And I'm like, and the people who come to you have never taken training. She goes, no. I'm like, so aren't you qualified to teach them? And she was like, well, when you simplify it like that, and I was like, that is exactly it. And she was bringing up other people. She was looking across the the way to other people comparison looking at other people well you know this person has a thousand hours and this and i'm like yeah but 
I don't know who that person is. I've never heard of them before. But if I'm in your community and I know about you and you teach yoga and I'm interested in yoga, I'm just going to come to you and you're going to serve. I was like, you're looking, you're comparing to other people in an industry. You're not thinking about the people you're serving. To the people you're serving, you are it. So you worrying about not being something is in contrast to what the people you serve look at you as already are. You guys follow me on that? <laughs> it's a lot of wordplay here, but I think you guys get it. And she was like, I hadn't thought about it that way. She's like, yeah, but I still need to learn more. I'm like, you will forever be learning more. They will not be going to all the certification trainings. You will be. They don't want to go to all the certification trainings. You do. So you will always be a student and a teacher. You will always be learning. And you will always be paying it forward because you're also the teacher. That's how all of us in life are. We are all students and teachers the whole time. So it's interesting. So I looked up research on imposter syndrome. And here are some of the reasons people have it. Perfectionism. Perfectionists set high expectations for themselves. And even if they meet 99% of their goals, they may feel like failures for not meeting their own almost impossible standards. This can contribute to them feeling like an imposter. Funny, right? Uh, but not funny. I know this very well. Um, I finally, over the years, have dealt with perfectionism. And I think what happens is perfectionists, if I'm speaking from my own personal experiences, um, often feel like once this gets to a certain place, I, will, I can consider myself this. Once, I, once the outcome reaches this outcome, then I can consider myself this. I actually don't think that that's how it works now that I've course corrected. I think that the moment you're in the game doing anything, you're it. That's it. That's how it works. The moment you're in the game doing anything, you're it. Now, you know, what level of mastery you're at, yeah, that's to be determined over time and dedication and consistency and commitment. But you can't go miles and miles and miles or, or have traveled for a distance and not at least look at look at what you've already achieved and think that you're not it. If you've already gone, especially gone a distance, it's just that sometimes perfectionists get stuck looking only at what's still yet to come. Another one is overcoming labels, even in the past. That was another bullet point thing about overcoming past labels or just labels in general, right? What does that mean? Well, sometimes um, maybe uh, not being considered like credentialed enough not being uh, uh, status or titled enough, not being in the game long enough, not being viewed in a certain way. I know some people in different professions who, go, who are way better than the people who are, are credentialed in it and titled. Right? Because they're just so much more in, involved in it. And so sometimes the labels can throw people off and say, well, I don't have this. And I'm like, yeah, but look how, you know, I've seen, I've seen business coaches who have, you know, really not done much at all and help others. And then I've seen business coaches who have built so many and they're like, oh, I don't know if like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the right resource for, for teaching that or coaching that. I'm like, really? Well, no, they're not business, but like they're business professionals, but they're like, oh, you know, I'm like, well, you've already built this. You've done this. You've done that. You've been in the game for a while. Like, yeah. And I'm like, versus somebody else who, you know, uh, hasn't really done much at all. They're just always constantly trying to solve everybody else's stuff. So something to think about another one, um, new challenges. This is a big one. 
Starting a new role or taking on new responsibilities can trigger imposter syndrome. People might feel that they're not qualified for the new role or responsibilities in fear of being found out. Let me tell you something. Anything new is new. And if you are getting something new, but you are qualified to be in that ring because you're like, you know what? It's new, but I'm going to figure it out. I, I literally wrote about this the other day. I said, we're almost never the person we want to be when the things that we want the most show up, show up anyways. And then I said, we're not just built from the things we're ready for, but even more so from the things we've never done. So when, when new opportunities or new challenges or new things come into your world, don't ask yourself or, or worry about you not being that person Ask yourself how to be that person. Ask yourself what needs to get done for this to happen. Am I, you know, you're qualified. If the opportunity comes, I mean, that's a good question to even ask yourself. Are you, you know, and the fact is you're probably qualified, even if you're worried about it being something new that you haven't ever done before. We're not just built from the things we're ready for, but even more so from the things we've never done. You, <laughs> what got you here won't get you there. Everything is new when you haven't done it before and everything you want has to be done at some point. So you need the new challenges. Again, this kind of goes back to my point that I don't think the imposter syndrome is, being, is, is about being something you're not. I think it's about leaning into something who, who you already really are. So a new challenge comes your way and you're like, actually, I, I, can, I, can take, I can take this on. I'm more qualified to take this on. And I, I told you guys this before, you know, I said that uh, my sister, when I was, uh, when she was 19 and she was, uh, or maybe she was in her early 20s and uh, uh, um, she's an engineer. She was asked, uh, her and her several people were asked to do a particular project and none of them were qualified. And she was telling me, I was like, what are you reading? She's like, oh, I'm reading a book on this stuff. And I said, why are you reading? And she said, oh, well, we were all asked to step up and, and see if there was a, if or we were all asked if any of us wanted to take on this role. And I was like... Oh, I didn't know you were qualified on that. She's like, I'm not. I was like, well, why are you doing it? And she said, well, out of everybody that it was proposed to, I'm the most qualified to learn it the fastest. So I just going to learn it and do it. I thought it was some of the most, to this day, it was still some of the most profound advice. I was like, wow, that's interesting. Whether she knows it, you know, what she was doing or not at the time, like in terms of telling me that advice. So new challenges are everything. Here's another one, the expert trap. Some people feel like they need to know everything about their field or role and believe that not knowing something is a sign of incompetence leading to feelings of being a fraud. I already just, I just brought that up, right? Look, <laughs> the game of life, the game of business, the game of any hobby, of any passion, any purpose, any mission, it has a long, lo there's longevity. There is a lot of time to know all the things. This goes back to if you're in the game, don't worry about being an expert. Worry about being the thing that you are and not worry, and don't worry about the thing that you think that you're not it. If you're in the game, you're it. We talked about comparison with others. The next one is, uh, this is interesting, unique success. If an individual has achieved success in a way that's different from their peers or in a non-traditional manner, they may feel like an imposter because their path to success is different. I actually get this. And this is a big one right now too because uh, the world is changing very fast and people are now making their money in a whole different manner, in a whole different capacity and from their talents and gifts like never before, especially with the internet. So um, sometimes that feels a little weird. Like, 
it's interesting. You you know you can see some of these. You can see a, a digital creator. By the way, you maybe you didn't know this, but copywriters, uh, writers online, copywriters are the highest paid, one of the highest paid skill sets online. Period. Writing is writing. Writing makes you feel. You guys know this. And I know copywriters out there that make millions. And it was funny because I was watching a conversation once. A copywriter talked to uh, a doctor. And the doctor was kind of measuring themselves up against the copywriter. Like, I don't get it. Like, how are you making all this other money? You know, and the copywriter was really an entrepreneur. And... You know, he did it differently, and it was interesting. It's not that he felt like he was an imposter, but he, he felt a little uncomfortable because he didn't know how to explain, like, oh, well, I, you know, well, I, there's a lot of things I do, like, on, online. And the doctor didn't understand and wanted to just basically drill this person, like, well, what about this? And, well, you just, you know, you just write online, and that's just that. And, and, and it was interesting because afterwards, the guy was telling me, he was like, you know, I feel a little weird. Like, I feel a little, like, you know, is it weird that, you know, this is how I... This is the path I took. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I don't know. He's like, I mean, should I have done something different? I'm like, do you love what you do? He goes, I absolutely love what I do. And I'm like, what are you worrying about? You know? And he's like, I like that. I'm like, yeah, you know, you just took a, a less traditional path. Don't compare. So they, so as it says here, unique success. If an individual has achieved success in a way that's different from their peers. I guess that that's not necessarily maybe a peer. Um, I mean, in terms of from job to job, but this also happens to even like you can see um, people in the same profession and one just figured out a, a completely different way to do it than somebody else. And it worked really well and then almost feel, you know, drilled or questioned by the other folks who, who did it the more traditional way. And so the person who did it in a unique way feels a little like uncomfortable in a way like, I don't know, this is some of the way I figured it out, you know. And then the last two points, lack of self-confidence. This can stem from various sources, including all the above and contribute to feelings of being an imposter. Look, um, self-confidence is a big one. You gain confidence by loving yourself, by diving into the details, by putting the blinders on, driving your path, being in your path, doing the things that you really love, embracing those things that you really love, getting to the nitty gritty. The more you can talk about the things that you really love, the, the more confidence you have. The more you mesh yourself into the work, the more you can talk about it. And then the last point, high expectations from others. Sometimes the pressure and expectations from family, friends, or colleagues can lead individuals to feel like they're not living up to those expectations and making them feel like imposters. This one is big. This one right here. I see this a lot because nowadays with less traditional routes, you have a lot of people out there saying like, well, what are you going to do if it doesn't work? And ooh, like, is that really being responsible? And like, oh, you know, you could have done this route. No, you would have made money if you did this. And this is really the more responsible thing to do. Whew. Let me tell you something as an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. There's been times that, of, of doubt. I have I know how things going how things always are going to be. I know in my soul that I'm doing everything right, but there have definitely been moments of doubt at times because people don't understand a less traditional path. In fact, they often can really question it quite a bit. So, you know, something to think about like that that's why you got to be very careful about sharing with the wrong audience. As the, as the expression is, know your audience. Be very careful in knowing your audience because if you're sharing with the wrong audience, they will definitely 
say things that could potentially trigger you or make you have doubt and feel like an imposter like oh like am i crazy for doing this is this ever even really gonna work i mean i thought i was feeling very confident and then the emotional roller coaster can get you all riled up don't do that so all this to say to finish this off that i actually don't think imposter syndrome is being something you're not like coming from being something you're not I actually think it's coming from not being something you really are, not going all in on the things that you really know you want to be going in on, not doing more of the things that are calling you, not being more meshed in the things that you just, you have an intuitive knack for. That's the other thing too. You may just have a knack. You don't need the credentials. Again, given certain roles, like certain careers, but I'm just saying, you get what I'm saying, like that it's really about you being so, it's coming from a soul. It's coming from your soul. You know. I think that you experience more imposter syndrome when you're not doing the thing that you actually know you are or should be doing. And I, that's what I wanted to challenge you on. So I say the real imposter syndrome is not being who you were meant to be or who you already are. I appreciate you guys. Please leave a written review on Apple as it helps expand the awareness of the show. Of course, you can also leave a five star on Spotify. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for always tuning in. And until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.